0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: They th- expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from.
3: Hello and welcome to the Oak Road Hatter podcast and it is predictions time. The three of us today are going to go through Luton-focused predictions and we're also going to look into the wider Premier League. A lot of people have Luton to finish 20th. Well, I can assure you that all three of us will steer clear of that. I'm here with Jamie Castle and Kieran Robertson, the fellas that were at Bockham. Jamie then went to Manchester. He's had a, a madly busy week and it's only going to get busier during the lead up to Brighton. JB, first of all, how are you getting on?
4: I'm absolutely shattered to be honest, mate. Um, but shattered for good reasons. Um Bochum was amazing. i started start, I guess it started on Friday in, in Eindhoven and in Rotterdam with for, for the Dutch Cup final, which was um was special. It was just sort of like a, a good good moment um in the way end PSV one which was great, They went they went to Germany. Bochum, first first I in Europe was was incredible. Um the, the 250 or 300 people out there were amazing. Every fan sang for what was just two friendlies. It was, it was incredible. And then get back late Sunday to then get up early Monday and go up to Manchester for the overlap, which, yeah, was was an honour to represent the Luton fan base. Um, really proud and proud of us guys to be able to, to get to that. And obviously, thanks to Luton Town, the club and players, for allowing that, because without being a Premier League club, then that was... Never on, never on the cards. Um, so hopefully onwards and upwards for the club and for the pods and just the, all the them.
3: And Kieran, you were also in Eindhoven, Bochum. Um Very busy week. How are you getting
2: on? Uh, Jamie's answered that question for me. Just absolutely shattered, but again for very good reason. Just Eindhoven was brilliant as always. Like it's slowly become one of my favourite places Um and PSV never disappoint, they certainly did not when we were in that absolute carnage of an away end when that winner went in. Um Fast forward to Saturday in Bochum, two good games of football but more for me like sort of getting to chat to Luton fans a lot more than I would typically do on a home or an away day to be honest with you Um and it was really really fun and interesting to actually sit down do some interviews with people whether it was at the game with you lot or whether it was in the pubs afterwards um, and even with some bockham fans between the games as well like we filmed some really really good content over the weekend spoke some amazing people who had some really funny stories but also some really good points just about sort of how we've got on at the moment how they think we're going to get on and hopefully those who have seen sort of what we've posted already you can sort of see a taste of what we're looking to aim for. Um, do I want to make it a regular thing? Yes, if there is demand for it. Um, but in the meantime, it's a taste of what's to come. We've already teased the YouTube vlog as well. Um, so the little snippets that we've put out already, or you might have seen me post personally, whether it's myself or Oak Road, um, you will have seen a taste of what's to come in that vlog. And if you've enjoyed even just that 20 seconds or 30 seconds that we've posted this is it's going to be something special we genuinely can't wait to share it with you
3: keep your eyes peeled is the message they they i can assure you they've filmed some really good content and um if you've seen any of the the shorts that have gone out so far uh, that's just a taster of what is to come but turning attention today to the premier league season we are getting stuck in with our predictions um We're not doing a a full 1-20. to We're going to look at the sort of Luton-focused ones first, but then we're going to go on to the wider Premier League. We're going to look at who's going to win, who's going to be in the top four, who will be battling out for relegation and other little ones in between. We'll start Luton-focused. And and Jamie, I'll come to you first with where are Luton Town going to finish next season and how many points do you expect us to pick up along the way?
4: Yeah, I think just as a precursor, as you said in your intro, there's not a chance that any single one of us is um, gonna produce a relegation prediction. Not, not a chance. Um, and yeah, so I, I've got us sixteenth, thirty four points. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's no getting over from the fact that next year is going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. We, we've, 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 we've a side. We're a side that over the course of a 10 year period. I don't know the stat. If anyone out there knows the stat, Simon Pitts is data, stat. If, if he knows the stat, let us know. But we probably won 40, 45% of our games over a 10 year spell. So that that is pretty significant. Almost one in two games we, we would have won. That's gonna go down to 20, 25%. Um, and we need to get used to that. We need to readjust our expectations and it will be a tough season. But we are Luton Town. And we won't make it easier for ourselves. Um, but we've got so many intangible assets that other teams don't. I mean, the, the the ground obviously is is a big, big tick. Kenworth Road's amazing. Um, but we're more than just a stadium. Our away form was as good last season. Tactically, Edwards will have, will have us bang at it, aggressive on the front foot. We. I'm not going to say that we won't care who we're playing, but, but we'll, we, we won't give them too much um benefit, I, I guess, in terms of sort of letting them play their own football. I think we're a side that are at, at our best when we disrupt teams. And I think that's what we'll do a lot next season. So I think we'll, we'll have enough. The signing so far has been, I think, fantastic. Uh, if we get the players that we're linked with or the players that we all want, it's certainly given, given towards an eight or nine out of 10 window. but. I think that is going to see us safe for another year. 16th, 34 points.
3: What about yourself, Kieran? Do you think we'll do any
2: better than 16th? Do you think it'll be a bit more of a struggle? So I've gone one worse. I've gone 17th on 35 points, though. Um, I think it'll be a bit tighter down the bottom this year. Normally, there's always one car crash team There's one that's like, "Mm, you're not quite there, but on a good day, you'd be all right. And then there's one or two, obviously one has to go down. There's always two teams, three teams that are really fighting not to be 18th. Um, We will be in that latter three that I mentioned. We'll be in those three that are in and amongst it throughout the season. Um, And I hate to say that out loud, but we are where we are. Um, We'll be in and amongst it. It's going to be a tough season. however. You look at Luton Town in the last 10, 15 years, you throw adversity in our face, and there's only one thing we do, and it's kick it out the bloody door, right? We get rid of it, and we persevere, and we push through. I am in the firm belief that this is the exact same scenario. We're going to be under the cosh all season, people going, you're not good enough, your ground is bad, blah, 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 anything you want to think of, and anything that's already been said, I don't need to run through again. But... We are under so much adversity this season, but that's what's gonna count. That's what's gonna make it work for us, and that is what is gonna make sure that when it comes to the final day and oh if Luton beat this team, then they'll be guaranteed to stay up. You best believe we'll get three bloody points on the last game of the season to stay up. I can say that for free. So just to end that point, now I am also in a firm belief there are gonna be three teams that are worse than us. And like I said, we're going to touch on that a little bit later.
3: Yeah, just ending it there. I've also, <clears throat> like Kieran, gone for 17th. I've gone for 36 points, a slight upgrade on pointage. Um Again, uh, I think we've all alluded to, it's going to be a difficult season. It's going to be one where we will have to grind things out. But ultimately we are being our name's been thrown in the mud the fans of other clubs are given absolutely no chance and for for some reason that makes me feel even more confident that that we can do it um if we are to be relegated it's not going to be a massive surprise but just to shut the premier league up it'd be unbelievable Mm. um all these fans slating us without really looking into what we do and, and our story it's um yeah, I love it. I love it. Our name being thrown in the mud, and it's going to be a brilliant season if we can avoid that drop. That is for sure. Before we go into the other ones, I just wanted to shout out Matt Aquino. He has helped us um, assemble these predictions for a article that we're going to post very soon. He helped uh, sort of schedule everything. He came up with questions. He helped put the whole article together. So a big thank you to Matt for that he's also got his predictions alongside us three um, in that article so stay tuned and keep your eyes peeled for that going on to player of the season and it's the big one it's one where when you when you cut your eyes back to last season it was quite difficult to, to actually land on who our player of the season would be There was several candidates um me for one I think it's going to be similar. I think it's going to be difficult to, to pinpoint one person. I think there's going to be a whole host of players that will be vying for this this title. Um, but I've gone for Taheev Chung. Um, the glimpses I've seen of him already, he oozes quality on the ball and it's actually out of possession, which has impressed me the most. I didn't think he'd adjust as quickly um, to, to sort of the off-the-ball demands that... that Luton are basically required to to have especially going into this Premier League season and I know we've only seen glimpses through pre-season but I think you get to I think you get to learn a lot um about about a player off the ball during pre-season um, I think on the ball it's a little bit more different but but off the ball you get to see what somebody's really made made of and I think with Tahith Chung we've got a real gem that will be just as valuable in possession uh, uh, sorry out of possession as he will in possession, Jamie, where are you going for this one?
4: So, I mean, in, in terms of the timeline, we actually submitted these pre the Ryan Giles signing. Um, so, I went Alfie Doughty, but I, I think I am going to stick with it because I think, okay, we signed we sign Ryan Giles, and I think he will start there. I think Alfie Doughty will find to start with. I think he I think you will find games hard to come by, but I, I back him to to, to to use that competition to his advantage. Um, there will come times where he will fill in at right-wing back. There will come times where he will fill in at, at left-wing back. And I just think his attributes are exactly what Rob look for in a right-wing back or left-wing back. I mean, I think the assist for the Adebayo goal in Buckham on, on Saturday epitomised everything that he is good at. Just getting the ball, driving to the byline, and finding a finding a a, a ball in, into the forwards or into into the into the midfielders into the box and and, and I guess turning it in and I, I think there's a chance that if Alfie, if Alfie gets the games eventually, I think he can easily get 10, 10 plus assists in this league based on his pace, his power. I think defensively as well. I think I think there are some question marks over Ryan Giles' defensive abilities. So if that does come to prove itself. I think Edwards might make that change four or five games in. If if Giles does start to get found out a little bit, I think I think he he may turn to Alfie just to shore us up a little bit more defensively. Um, and in in my actual piece, I I mentioned the England squad. I think if if Alfie really does have the season, I think he can have that that left back position of England is is up for grabs. There is not really anyone that's locked it down. You've got Shaw and Chilwell, yeah, but they're both injury prone. Um, so if the US next season, if if Alfie has a good season, I think he can certainly make the twenty five. Because beyond Shore and Chilwell, you've got a few, but there's not really too much at left back. So for me, I think Player of the Year could, could be Alfie Doughty.
3: Kieran, we've given two different names. Are you going to add a third?
2: Absolutely. I have kept it simple. I nearly went with Pelly the same reason but you'll see why I've gone with the man I've gone with instead um, I've gone with El Cap Tom Lockyer as my player of the season now we're going to be doing a lot more defensive work than we used to um, as a result I think our defensive players are going to stand out a hell of a lot more when they put in a good shift um, because let's be fair we're going to concede a fair few goals right so then in those games where we don't you're going to be like ideal oh, well x played well and y played well but the key thing that we need this season is leadership and the key thing that Lockyer has bought in the last year and a half is leadership Sort of even before he got appointed club captain where he was playing over sonny bradley it was kind of this like unwritten thing of he basically is the captain right um and for me he fits the bill with someone who is perfect for the premier league step up now um We've seen it with Pelly over the years, where every single year he gets better, gets better, gets better. Lockyer is doing the exact same thing, except he's got age on his side, right? He's, what, 26, if I'm not mistaken. Um, obviously, now he's a Welsh international as well. In the Premier League, you'd think he'd start for Wales now as well. I know it's sort of been hard to come by for him, but that will come. But he scores goals, again, scored at Bochum on the weekends. He's a threat from set-pieces. He's a threat at the back he keeps things tight he leads the team up the pitch for me at the end of the season regardless of results we'll look back and he'll be one of the standouts
3: and we'll go on now to the signing of the season um of course there, there could be names that that translate across from the player of the season for example i had to heave chong and, and naturally if he's my player of the season he'd be very high up and, and probably the one uh the the one I'd give for signing of the season. But for the sake of going somewhere else, I've gone for Issa Kabore. I don't think... um, Well, I I think going back to to all our our new signings so far, I think they all improve us. Um, I think it's clear to see that they all improve us. Um, Issa Kabore, I think from what we've seen so far, very combative, um, very pacey, very athletic... Uh, he, he can get forward. I hope um, you know his delivery. He, he, he's good. I haven't seen too much of that yet, but I think he, he's somebody that will definitely cause a threat offensively. He's somebody that, that keeps his position well. There's a lot of ticks next to his name so far from what I've seen, um, and I, I think he's a player that has a very high ceiling. And I think he will be able to discover that with us. He'll get the game time. He'll get exactly what he needs during this this loan spell, and I think it will do him. The world of good, uh, of course, played for Marseille, I think it was last yep. season and had a productive enough loan spell, but I think playing a full season in the Premier League, he'll hit he'll hit very high heights and I think the player that we see at the start of the season will be very different to, to what we see by the end of the season. I think it can be a, a real opportunity for him to, to even knock on the door at Man City next season, but, but hopefully for my sake he has a decent enough season uh man city don't want him and then we we can swoop in next season uh similar to what i hoped for Kieran and jewsbury hall but that never proved to to happen <laughs> because he had a brilliant brilliant time with us um kieran signing of the season where have you gone
2: i have gone for your player of the season taif chong is mine um 24 years old, there's a reason, and I said this before, there's a reason he come from Manchester United, of all youth academies. He's one that sort of, obviously, he's gone to the championship, he's had a couple of Bundesliga loans. He's ready for that shot at the big time now. Like, he's got a massive point to prove, um, stood at at youth level. And for me, I think he's going to stand out for us too. Um, I witnessed it on the weekends. He loves to get the ball. He loves to drive the defences. And you saw little creeping inklings of like, he wanted to pop a shot. And you're thinking, oh, do you know what? If he hit that right, that's, that's top corner. Well, that's bottom corner, you know. um, I'm going to quote exactly what I would assume is going in our article, which is, expect skills to pay the bills, raw talent and a banger or five this season. Because Pelly's not the only one that's got bangers in his arsenal. This boy at some point, you're just going to witness a little one, two, left, bang, straight in the top corner. And you're going to see an away end just erupt as a result. And I'll allude to that as a future prediction. On to you, Jamie. <laughs>
4: well, I think, as always, it's it's hard to follow Kieran's um, lead. But no, I'm not, not sure if there's much more I can add, because I've, I've gone chung as well. Um, but just to be... the, the pedant that I am Kieran I think you put Bangor off three in your article not Bangor five just to just to let you know um <laughs> Matt's updated it but oh, okay <laughs> um but yeah I mean it's like, and and for you Bill not, not not much to add on to your your player of the season explanation yeah I think as I said to Kieran at the weekend the first time I saw him saw Chong was at the weekend in Bockham and as much as I love Jordan Clark, you can you can see why Jordan Clark, or you, you, you can tell that Jordan Clark was the free transfer from League One, and that Taichung was was a was the five million pound signing. I think, technically, light years beyond what we had at the club last season. Um, and yeah, I think I think he's he's going to be a fantastic signing for us. But as you said Bill, I think every signing so far improves us, and I, yeah, I, I said I, I said right at the top that we've had a. Probably a seven out of ten window so far, and I'm not far off making it an eight or nine out of ten.
3: Moving on to top scorer, and I don't think there's going to be as much variation here. Um, there's, of course, there's there's different shouts, but I think if I remember rightly, we're all in agreement here. So I've gone Colton Morris.
0: That, I've gone yeah. for
3: eleven goals this season. Um, I think to. Where he was last season, I think, when it when it came to our expectations of him, I don't think any of us expected 20 goals. He'd been a player that always caused a threat with his physicality, athleticism, um, ability to link the play and his dribbling ability as well. I think we all saw that at, at Barnsley. But as a goal scorer, I don't think anybody's ever seen him have a, a season like that. And I think it was maybe in November or something like that, where he, he surpassed his uh, best ever season on the goal scoring front. And it just proved how good of a season he was having at Luton, and how good of a fit it was at Luton. And and whilst the Premier League is a completely different beast, I think he's at the best club he could possibly be at. Um, and, and especially adding someone like Ryan Giles, I think Ryan Giles alone might assist five of uh, five of my predicted eleven goals, but ultimately, I think he's going to thrive next to someone like like Ryan Giles and and the, the goals he scored last season, the variation, the goals he scored. I think that only um, goes to prove what a quality striker he is, and and I don't think any of us have many questions as to whether or not he will step up to the Premier League, um, but. Coming to you, Jamie, have you gone for 11 goals for Carlton Morris as well, or you gone slightly
4: different? I've gone bang on the money, yeah. Top goal scorer, Carlton Morris, 11 goals. And yeah, I, I don't think there's any need to be too edgy with this prediction like some people on socials have in terms of Eli or Morris. I think that, yeah, there's some people that have, that have said that Adebayo is going to outscore Morris, but I think it's, it's clear cut. There's a, there's a reason why he was our top goal scorer last year. There's no marquee forward signing at the time of writing. It's it's difficult to look past him. Um, physically, he's ready made for the Premier League. I think if you look at, at Callum Wilson, for example, he's the exact sorts, the exact same sort of build and sort of physicality. Um, and I think Morris, says there's no, there's no reason why he can't rep- replicate the form that that Wilson, that Wilson showed with Bournemouth. Um, so yeah, Carter Morris, eleven goals, fairly easy. He's um, is it ambipedal where he can score with both left and right feet as well? Like he he he, he can do a lot, and is and it and he, and and he can score, a header as well. So um, yeah, Morris,
3: Kieran, any any variation on the colton Morris eleven?
4: I have only gone with
2: Carlton Morris with ten, not eleven. And the word you're looking for, Jamie, ambidextrous.
4: That's that's hands, mate. Okay.
2: Is it actually? Yeah, different. I've, There's
4: I've, a different meaning for the feet. I'm pretty sure Ali, for not not the top twenty, used and I'm pretty sure it's it's ambipedo. Wow! Every day's a school day, lads.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'm yeah, ten, ten goals, Kieran. So yeah, that's not much variation whatsoever. Um, I think we're all all reading the same book there. Just a quick one here. When will our first win come? Um, Just a a quick one word, sort of one sentence, sorry, one sentence answer. I'll I'll come to you first, Kieran. When will our first Premier League win come?
2: Chelsea away, limbs in the 90th minute, 2 1 win.
3: Brilliant, Jamie.
4: You pessimistic man. Brian away. Game week one, 1-0 one, Luton Town. <laughs> Got to be done. Although, just a spoiler for our little preview later, I, bet, I, think, I think there's a chance that we can win at Brighton.
3: I like it. I like it. Um, I've gone even more pessimistic. Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that I'm home to the most pessimistic. <laughs> home to West Ham on the 1st of September. Uh, our first Premier League game, and what an atmosphere it's going to be. Um you just need to to hear what other Premier League fans are saying about Kenilworth Road. There's that immediate fear factor without most of these teams even knowing what Kenilworth Road's about. Um, and, and as much as, you know, you, you try and keep that out of the dressing room and, you know, you're at the Premier League level, I still think that atmosphere is just going to be absolutely electric. Every, every fan that's going to be in there absolutely deserves to everything that's going to happen that evening. And we will win that game. We will win. And I'm even gonna, I'm even gonna put it out there that it'll be by more than one goal, uh, something we didn't really do last season in the championship. But um, yeah, we're gonna do it against West Ham. It could be the end of David Moyes. Um, let's see, let's see how could that be.
2: goes. The Luton manager curse strikes again, <laughs>
3: and then we'll go on to another quick one uh, sentence uh, prediction. We're going here for the biggest victory or the best kind of surprise victory next season Um, and and Jamie I'll start with
4: you The theatre of dreams they call it Um, it's the theatre of dreams where Tom Lockyer is going to score a header and win 1-0 away at Man United Um, and second half in the end where Luton are going to be by the corner flag Tom Lockyer, Bosch runs to the Luton end, slides on his knees to four or 5,000, hopefully, Walker's Luton fans. Um, yeah, just, I, I mean, I guess you'll see in the article, but my reasoning was they they play in the Europa League the midweek before, so squad rotation, squad squad sort of injuries or fatigue. If they go away somewhere long, like Azerbaijan, then that, that, that could play into it. So that was my, Logical side of the of, of the thought process.
3: Kieran, are you the same, or are you are you seeking that big surprise win somewhere else?
2: I am going to take us on a story time to North London, and before you think it's Arsenal, <laughs> we're going for the uh, the white team in North London, Tottenham Hotspur. We're going to beat them away exactly just like Bournemouth did, where Tottenham went, "Yep, yeah, we're cruising here." We're bossing this. And then we're just going to (laughs) go, no, you're not. And we're going to score two quick goals at the end. We're going to nick the three points right from underneath them. And it's going to be all fun and games. Because in the timeline of my season, in my head, at that point, we will be absolutely gagging for some points. Like we'll have had a crap run. We will need some points. And it will come at a time where a team is looking at us like, like we're a bit of a carcass. Almost thinking, oh my god! We all we need to do is just walk on the pitch and we've won the game, and then we're going to turn up and go, yeah, jokes are on you, lad. Oh, by the way, you're not getting Europe next season. See you <laughs> later, Tottenham away. Thank you very much. You have read and my for, mind. And if anyone wants to know what the score is, by the way, three-two Luton.
3: Brilliant, brilliant. I've also gone Tottenham away. I've gone Tottenham nil, Luton Town two. And in my in my um, bit, that I put in the article. I said they'll get Spursy against us, which means two late goals. Also, what Kira predicted, I've gone for an Eric Dyer own goal <laughs> and a trademark <laughs> Luke Berry late sealer. Um, Ooh, to yeah, see it now! What a day it will be, Luke David Berry.
2: Yep. Uh,
3: yeah, that is one I am very much looking forward to. We'll go, and this could sort of tie in to, to what we just speak about there. Which opposing player next season will be the biggest villain at Kenilworth Road? And I'll start you with mine. We've just spoken about Tottenham. I've gone for Richarlison, and as, as much as I don't want to see it, Richarlison is he's, he's the kind of player that will have a really good time at Kenilworth Road. He's got he's somebody that has been awful for Spurs so far, but. Um, against was it against Liverpool where he popped up right at the end and you just thought this is destiny that he's going to score he's just got that inevitability about him and I really don't like it that I've gone for Richarlison and he really he really annoys me but I think he's the kind of player that, that thrives off an atmosphere like what we'll create at Kenilworth Road when we play Spurs um so yeah mine is Richarlison Jamie, uh, uh, what have you gone for?
4: When I picked mine, I, I was feeling a bit nervous because I thought I would get absolutely lambasted on socials for it being the former hornet that he is. But then seeing your seeing your prediction, it, it made me feel more at ease because Richardson's also a former hornet, although he's 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 been been gone for longer. Um, but yeah, for me, I think Joe Pedro. Um, I and I don't think it. I don't think he will play too well against us um, for, 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 at Brighton yeah, on Saturday. But I think by the time he settles in um, and has a good time just to sort of get to know the team, the manager, I think if you take your Watford Googles off, he's a very, very good player. Um, There's a reason why he, he had 40, 50, 40, 50 million pound links a few years back. Um, so, yeah. I think there's a good chance to could bag one or two at the Kenny, and you know what it's like when there's a certain feeling towards a former certain club at the Kenny, and and if they score a goal or two and then start throwing it in our face, it could get a bit angry. Um, so yeah, I've gone jail, Pedro.
3: Kieran, what about you?
2: This is a very boring cliche pick from K Dog himself. I have gone for Erling Haaland the robot because i think despite how good his numbers were last season i somehow think he's going to manage to do even better um and i alluded to saying that our heaviest defeat would be to man city i believe we are due a 7 nil at some point in the season because when wouldn't a Luton in season be without a 7 nil loss um and if it's going to come to anyone it will come to city Harland will score four or five past us. He'll look at the Kenny end every time he does it, he'll throw the shush up at us, every single time. You'll see middle fingers and two fingers everywhere. And he's just gonna be like, I don't care. I'm not really human anymore. Um and it'll do he's not quite Danny Hilton. But like, he'll never be as big of a big of a boy as Danny Hilton, but yeah, I feel like we're gonna be suffering the wrath of Erling Harland this season.
3: Yeah, I definitely can see that. Um, you alluded to how many goals he scored last season and, and potentially doing better We will, we'll of course, come to that soon when we, when we look at the top scorers. But yeah, I've got that feeling too. He could even do even better.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: Picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, we'll go on to the wider Premier League predictions now and
3: starting with the top four Um, Jamie, I want your fourth, I want your third, I want your second and then I want your Premier League winner.
4: So in fourth place, I've got Chelsea. Um, they've had possibly one of the most mental summers going. They've made, what, 10 or 11 or 12 outgoings. They've made what, four or five incomings. Some questionable transfers or questionable transfer fees to Saudi Arabia, but that's what it is. Um, it's, uh, that's not Luton's ballpark. Um, but I'm going to back back pot he's a great manager did amazing things with spurs and the fact that spurs have had the troubles that they have since i think just shows how how good poch was as a manager um and the core of the squad is so strong i mean you've got levi colwell who as a staunch england follower i so hope he, he locks down that left center half position i think he can be the starting center half alongside stones for england maderiki Again, lightning English winger could could potentially have his sort of his launch season. Let's call it. Mudrick the same. I think could have his launch season. Um, I think they signed well, and I think it's certainly if they get Caicedo for the for the fee that they're going to pay him alongside Enzo, is going to be a fantastic midfield pairing. Um, so I think they're going to do well, but there is going to be some first season hiccups, um, which means what, which is why they don't don't get third, second, or first. Um, third Liverpool. Tough time last year, but finished strongly again. I think it's all, all to do with the manager, really. Our back clock, um, the midfield was ageing and they've moved it about a little bit. I think they probably still need one or two more, but most Salah is a world-class player. I think he can turn it on again. Forward line, they can pick... I mean, their the forward lines as good as City. They've got Salah, Nunez, uh, Hakpo, Yota, Diaz. They've got that depth in terms of what, what City have, in terms of that depth. Um, second, Arsenal, um, headlined by Mr Declan Rice himself, great signing, um, and I think Arsenal were probably the one team in the Premier League this season that I can categorically say have got stronger um, in terms of the players they've signed, they've not, not lost anyone that they've not wanted to lose, um, Rice, Timber, Havertz, all great signings. Um, I think they've identified their shortcomings of last season and they have done with why as well? I think Ramster was a bit dodgy for some points last season, and they've they've identified some issues with with that, and, and and are going to bring in Raya, um, which then obviously by deducing who I've said so far, it's got to be Man City, um, and I'm afraid it's a born answer, but I think they'll be the first team in in top flight history to do four in a way, um, they've got a robot, as 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 said in Erling Holland. um. But I think it'll be, be closer one than last season. I think there's some really good teams at the top this year.
3: Kieran, is there any variation in your top four?
2: There certainly is. And I think I'm the one that's been the most fruity in my top four. Um, and I'll surprise a few people. So, fourth place, Liverpool. Um, I mean, they're back in the mix very much. So, you had you sort of look at people in last season, Cody Gapo shock because of the PSV link stands out to me. Really, really good signing. And towards the back end of the season start playing really really well. You mix this idea then with Trent coming into midfield. I love the idea of that. Obviously they're sort of copying this inverted fullback idea. But even still that is where he belongs in my opinion in terms of they want that technical ability. They've added in McAllister they've added in Schauberzly they're looking at getting Romeo Lavia. They land Lavia as well. They're gonna be competing, and like Jamie said, then the top four is gonna be a lot closer this year. And although I have this order that I'm gonna go through, it's gonna be tight regardless. Um, and I've put that they'll be back at their best. The only thing that concerns me with Liverpool is their defence. Um, I still don't think Van Dyke's been the same since his ACL. Um, I feel like he needs a more reliable partner that isn't Matip. Canate, I feel like is almost there. But for me, I did highlight one that I would love to see and I think would be a great fit. I would have said van der Ven, but he's literally just gone to Tottenham. Um, so the other one that sticks out to me is Per of formerly of Ajax and of Torino. Um, Really, really good player. But either way, Liverpool fourth. In third, I've gone with Arsenal. They've strengthened. Their time will come, whether it's this season, next season, whenever it'll be, their time is going to come. But they are trending upwards, and I'm putting them in third without this being a step backwards. And the caveat for that is purely because I think they're going to have a very, very good deep run in Europe. Um, I could see a Champions League semi-final in there, quite honestly. Uh, Rice and Havertz so far, really good signings. Obviously, they're looking to get in Raya as well. The squad needed depth, so they bought in depth. Well, they're bringing in depth. Urien Timber as well is the perfect signing for that Arsenal team. You look at Ben White at right back. Fair play, does really well. Timber fitting in at left back, and he played really well against City the other day. I'm a really big fan of their squad. However, you'll see you'll see why they're third in the second. Second, I'm going to shock people, and it's because I didn't really want to go with a boring answer. Man City are second. And usually they're an unstoppable team. They find their rhythm, no one gets close to them. Bang, straight through to the title. Purely because even the elite sides need a transition, transitional season. And you look at how they have got rid of Mares. They've got rid of Gundogan. I mean, would you consider Kovacic a light for light for Gundogan? Maybe, but that's to be seen in my opinion. They haven't replaced Mares. that's fine. Um Elise was linked, but I think he's going Chelsea. Um, However, they'll still win the old Man City energy drink cup because they always win that apart from last year. I, again, just like Arsenal, predict a deep Europe run and I wouldn't be surprised if instead of going four in a row in the Prem, they will go two in a row with the Champions League. So Man City in second and... I already know I'm going to get a lot of stick coming for me. For Number one, we're going to go to the red side of Manchester. Manchester United in first place, because I wanted to be a bit edgy and not as boring, just going Man City. However, there is rationale behind this. Ten Hag, I love him as a manager, and the football he plays is astounding when he has got his players in every position that he desires. Last season, started off a little bit weak, obviously. Transitional, players getting used to the system, you get the gist. And then it just started to gel. And they did have a good finish to the season. And there was a couple of sort of round pegs in square-shaped holes towards the end. However, now, you look at Onana's come in, Hoyland's come in, Mason Mount has come in, Anthony's now in his second season. The... This is all just one big masterstroke for me. I feel like every position that he wants is now full. And I believe Anthony and Rashford are my two sort of standout players. They're just going to have banger seasons. Anthony's going to come into his limelight. Rashford is Rashford. He's just going to get better and better. Mount, for me, provides that perfect balance with Bruno and Casemiro. And when Ten Hag Ball starts cooking even man city are going to have a lot of trouble with that and for me manchester united are topping the league and winning their first premier league title in over 10 years it is top that one
3: bizarre bizarre that manchester united haven't
2: won the premier league in in over 10 years
3: it, it just doesn't feel right it, it feels like you're so old they, i know i know it's <laughs> As for my top, uh, my top four, starting at fourth, I've got Liverpool. Um, I think they should enjoy a better season. Than last season, I think at the end of the campaign, they started to pick up, started to find rhythm. Klopp has, has proven himself as a very capable manager. Um, looking at their front line, as, as both have already alluded to, there's strength in depth. Um, Mohamed Salah is he, absolutely unplayable on his day. Um, Gakpo and, and Darwin Nunez has shown signs of, of real improvement. I think Diaz is a very, very exciting player as well. Somebody that, that will frighten defences coming off the bench. Defensively speaking, though, I still have my have my issues. Um, I think there is still a little bit of business to do, um, both centrally and probably looking at the right-back position as well, if, if Trent does um, operate in midfield position. I've got Manchester United third, and um, I, I do get what Kieran's saying there. My reasoning for, for Man Manu third is that I think it's going to be very tight. I think it's going to be very tight between United City and Arsenal. I've given away my, my top two there, but you don't know the order. Um, but the the reason why I think Manchester United third is that there's still, in my eyes, a couple of signings and a couple of months away from fully clicking, um, I think. The, the, the signings they've made, really good. I, I think Mason Mount suits the system perfectly. Um, I think Anana will, will maybe struggle to start with, but I think once he's up and up and going, he'll be a very good addition. United, for me, are, are just a little bit short of what Arsenal and Man City have um, in, in terms of depth and in terms of genuine quality as well. Um, I've gone Arsenal second and similar to... to Um, I think what Kieran said, I think Arsenal will do well in Europe. I think it'll be very exciting having the bright lights of Europe back in their their sights. And I think that they could do pretty well. Um, I think they'll run Man City very close again, but but City are my winners. They're just an absolute machine. Um, Haaland up top. I think just listening to him in interviews at the end of last season wanting to improve he wasn't content with what he'd done last season that just to me amazes me considering what he what he achieved the sheer number of goals he scored the the impact he had on on City winning the league again I think De Bruyne as well De Bruyne is is just an absolute special player and and defensively speaking they're very organized um there's not much wrong with Man City and I uh, I think both of you spoke about the players they'll be losing. Gundawan I think, will be a particular loss, but it's not enough of a loss for me to to knock them off the, the Premier League um, summit for another year. Going on to relegation now, and this is the interesting one because none of us three have the mighty Luton Town in it. Uh, Jamie Castle, I'll come to you first. What is your bottom three?
4: so chef united fans closure is, but i feel so sorry for you having i mean i i said to a blades mate at work that they were a championship team with a champions league player last year in Njai who um has gone to marseille uh didn't think it could get much worse but it has because Berger's going to burnley as well um so all this talk about Luton potentially breaking Derby's record. Well, hello, Sheffield United. Um, There's not really much more to say, is there? Um, I think they, if, if they're going to survive, they need to start well. Palace at home, I think if if they lose home to Palace on the other weekend or potentially get beat by quite a significant margin, then the fans are going to get on their backs fairly quick as well. Um, so it could just completely just collapse in, into a nightmare for them. Um, but and I, I mean they, they, they're a great club and they deserve to be in the prem, but I just think ownership wise, they're in a mess at the minute. Um, continuing the the theme of disarray, Wolverhampton Wanderers in nineteenth, I think for me. Um, and I'll just give you a quote from my article that I've just got up by the way. I put, I think Julian Lopetegui is a good manager and will make the best of a bad situation. He could walk by January if signings don't go his way and a European club are looking for a boss which could lead them to spiral. Headlines, he's gone tonight. Uh, so even I couldn't have dreamt it to be this bad. So it shows just how bad it is. I thought Lopetigoui could start well and make January and then walk it if a decent club w- wants him or even a solid club wants him. Um, but clearly it's worse than even I thought. FFP issues. Buy side of players can't really sign too many. The the, the blow market side of Ryan Giles to us just just sort of just shows just tell how much of a mess they are. So again, sorry Wolves, but I think it's your time to go back to the second tier. Um, then lastly, Everton. I think they've been flirting with it for so many years now, um, and I think this season probably is curtains for them. Um, I think they've strengthened a bit more than I thought they would have, and not lost as many players as I thought they would have. I thought they would they could have lost quite a few players, again due to FFP reasons. But they've kept hold of some of their core assets, so they're probably better than I thought they were going to be back in back in June, July. Um, but I still think um, Sean Dyche could struggle. If he does, they'll re- replace him, and I don't really know where you go from Sean Dyche because he. Is supposedly the the sort of the the sort of manager that Everton needs to to play defensive and 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 scrape for every point. Um. So yeah, I think they could find themselves in a in a bit of a mess come October, sort of November time. So yeah, Sheffield United, Everton, and Wolves are my three.
2: Kieran,
3: any variation in the bottom three?
4: So. I
2: have kept the same as Jamie in 20th and 18th, and I have a different team in 19th. So Sheffield United, pretty much the same reason that Jamie touched on. Imanin, Joy. is such a humongous loss for Sheffield United. And the fact that he's gone to Marseille says all you need to know. They're in the Champions League. He's probably going to start for them as well, which is mad to think about. And and also just a testament to how good of a player he really is. Um, they just also lost Sander Berger, which is just the only other asset I think they genuinely had. And as a result, I'd already said that I think they're going to lack the same sort of squad cohesion as previous years when they've been in the league. Um, come Christmas, if they're in trouble, Paul Heckenbottom, I don't want to say it, mate, but you're out of a job. So. That's also going to spiral things. And from that point, it is really tough to appoint in January. And if you don't appoint well, that's it. Done. In terms of 19th, I've gone with something a bit different. I have gone with Crystal Palace. And this is not one that many people are remotely considering at all. Because they're known for just this really basic, boring, mid-table team all the time they brought in Roy Hodgson for another year, which to me makes absolutely zero sense. And that sounds really extreme. But there's no long-term vision in that appointment, in my opinion. You sack Vieira, you had Roy Hodgson in as an interim, and you have this big period of time where you could have gone out, found a hire that would have made sense for this year, especially losing a couple of key players. And instead, all they did is go, ah, lazy approach. Roy Hodgson will keep him in for a year. And it's not like he set the world on fire at the end of last year. He didn't do anything magnificent. I mean, it's a lot of sentimental value there. They've lost Zaha. They're likely to lose Elise. Let's not even get on to the fact that Eze and Gaye are both linked with moves away. Whether they come to fruition now or in January is any man's guess. But there's no suggestion on who's going to replace these players. And when that happens, I don't want to be that guy. But sorry, lads. Someone's got to fill that spot and it's probably going to be you. And admittedly, it's you or Wolves, to be honest. Um, Obviously, this was made before. The headlines are Wolves tonight. Um, So I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to go Palace. Everton in 18th, very much just the Sunderland of old years before they went down. Always flirting with it. Always staying up in dramatic fashion. But at some point, that party's got to end and the bubble's going to burst. And their financial troubles are only getting worse. They're not improving the squad that much, or at least the wiggle room to improve the squad is getting significantly smaller every window. And this is essentially my way of saying I'd rather you than me, because I've put us in seventeenth for a reason. And that's because we're gonna stay up over them. Um and we will be the ones to relegate them in the final game. So that is my 18 to 20.
3: Yeah, for me, it's going to be Sheffield United rock bottom uh, for the reasons you've both alluded to. It's, I wasn't too impressed with Sheffield United. and that, that, I know that seems bad to say because they came second and they on the basis of the thing, they deserve to come second. But when you look at the record under Rob Edwards, I'm pretty sure that we would have finished higher than them. Um, so, in terms of that kind of level playing field, I think that, that naturally going into the season, we were in a slightly stronger position. That's before we even start talking about recruitment. Um, that's before we even start talking about the, the two players that that are moving on. And Jai was just got them out of so much trouble last season with his trickery, pace, ability to pro- uh, progress the play. Sander Berger, just a very good pass of the ball, very good vision, somebody that that reads the game quicker than most and and somebody that I think will will thrive at Burnley. They're in a very, very difficult position. And um, yeah, I think Paul Heckenbottom, I feel sorry for him because I think if he was in another job, if he was in a, I think if he was in another job, he'd have more security uh, given what he managed to achieve last season. But given the, what I imagine will be the cutthroat business of being Sheffield United manager next season with the financial trouble they're in, the lack of football sense, I think, within that club at times, I think they're going to struggle. Um, Wolves, another team that are struggling off the field, um, of course, just lost their manager. I think Gary O'Neill has been been talked about as a, a front runner of the job, and I think that might be a decent enough appointment. but But ultimately... Um, financial issues surround them as well and you know it never goes too well when, when your club is, is experiencing financial issues the squad they've got as well I haven't really I haven't added to it at all and I think they're technically a very good team but I think they lack physicality and I think they lack a little bit of um, Premier League experience now some of the more senior figures have departed um, they're my 19th and and in the note of being a little bit different i've gone for forest in 18th and i don't like looking into pre-season too much but i have here and i think they've had a really difficult pre-season um, forest owner last season there, there was talk about steve cooper going we know that that mariarcis is very cutthroat when it comes to olympiakos i think that if forest struggle at the start of this season i think he'll take a similar kind of approach and, and Steve Cooper might be dismissed quite early on. Um, they've got big talent going forward. They, they added so many players last season, but ultimately I think they were riding the feel-good factor wave last season. I think that, that might burst. So that is my 18th. Again, Luton just to survive. Let's hope so anyway. Um, but yeah, that is that is our 18th to 20th. twentieths. What is, what is going on? <laughs> I think it's been too long of an episode. That's probably what it is. Okay, so now on to our first Premier League fixture. We've spoken about it for quite some time, but we'll actually get into it in a bit more detail now. Brighton away, of course, the trains are striking. They're going to make it difficult for us, but that will not stop the Luton fans going to Brighton on the day. It's going to be an exciting um, event. It's going to be a difficult game, we have to say. Brighton finishing within the European places last season. Um, We we saw the the quality they possess, both in and out of possession. I think they've got a very good manager in in Deserby as well. We'll go to you first, Kieran. What do you expect from Brighton? And and do you think it's going to be a really difficult opening fixture compared to what we possibly could have had?
2: In terms of their unpredictability, um, yeah. I feel like it's going to be a tough game. I mean, from my standpoint, I expect from them, essentially more or less a continuation of last season. They hit some really good form. They finished in sixth in the end. Like, there's a few players in that team. You look at Ferguson and then Cisco, more so, who were super young, super raw talents, but did so bloody well for them as soon as they come into the team. They're not that sort of mature teenager now they are a more mature talent in that team it's not a raw talent anymore or it's less of one um they're going to shine through this season I think we're admittedly I think we'll have a bit of trouble um but the thing is with the first game of the season is by god you never know what's going to happen um they might have some different plans and they might not have gelled yet they are obviously on the verge of losing a big player in Caicedo, who was really influential to their play last year. So you look at that and think, okay, how much of an impact is that going to have on their overall setup? And is he adequately replaced? Um, Regardless of the result, I'm going to have a great time because fun fact for you, my train goes from Swindon to Reading to Gatwick Airport to Brighton. So everyone's going to get in off at Gatwick with their suitcases. And I'll be like, yeah, sound, I'm off to the beach, mate. See you in a bit. <laughs>
3: Jamie, how excited are you going yeah. down to Brighton for a Premier League fixture involving Luton Town?
4: Yeah, so excited. You mentioned the train strikes and I think nothing could stop those 3,000 ticket holders going to Luton. I think we'd start walking on Thursday if we had to. Um, there's not a chance that anyone who has a ticket is going to miss that. Um, in terms of the game, I'm going to set an upgrade hat upon standard this season. We cannot say the words, it's going to be a tough game because all 38 games are going to be bloody tough games. Um, so I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is that they're a very, very good side. Um, they deserved their final position last season. Deserved-y. Um, No one would have known who the hell he was 12 months ago. Um, but it's all in the recruitment, and they're exactly the sort of club that everyone should aspire to be. Um it's tough to start the season because you don't really know what they're going to start with. Um, obviously, they've lost a big player in, in McAllister, signed a couple big ones in return. But there's going to be an element of, of transition in terms of that midfield. I mean, I, I don't know what they're starting. who's going to be at, at sort of CM, but probably De Hood and Gilmore, I think, from chatting to Maz to Brighton fan on Monday. I think he seems like that's going to be the two. So, Still, and he's got got a young boy, young boy in Gilmore, and and an old boy in De Hood, or an experienced boy in De Hood, but they've not worked together, so that could cause them them some some, some concerns. Um, but I think the theme this season from a Luton perspective is where can we find hope? What where, where could there possibly be some form of weakness in in a Brighton side? And I think there are weaknesses to get at, um, but they're a very good sides. I think ultimately they will. Um, be again, a sort of a top eight side, depending on how, how they manage the sort of like the, the European cycle. Um, but as as you've already heard in my predictions, I think we're gonna beat him.
3: It's gonna be a tough game.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Every time we say that, that's a five-pound donation ch- to, to the charity of our choice.
2: Five pounds. Pa- I'll tell you what. Deep. I might stick that on a uh, away day bingo card if I start going around with a microphone <laughs> and be like, what's your thoughts on playing X? Oh, and it's that'll tough be, That'll be the middle square. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a tough game. Oh,
4: really? Time, we're we're in a bloody family leave, for God's sake, lads. It's going to be tough every single game.
3: Bar <laughs> <Well>, Sheffield United. <laughs> I'm that's not starting crazy. anything. That, that's that's, that's being clipped,
4: that's yeah. been clipped and put on TikTok. Go and kill <laughs>
3: Yeah, for me, um, without using using Jamie's no go phrase, now um, it's going to be a test. Now that's that's not even that much better. Um, we know it's going to be a test. We know every game is going to be. Why? Why every time I want to describe something now, the words <laughs> up, go to my head. It's just one of those things. But Brighton are a fantastic side. They play such exciting football, and and they're a team outside the top six that don't give up the way they play for anybody. They play the same way against City as they will against us and they, they love having the ball um, off it. They're very good. They're they're press high, um, very intelligent in the press and they've got some technically very gifted players that can hurt us um, out wide. I think Matoma got a lot of the credit last season. I don't know if he's back fit again, but Solly March for me was the pick of the bunch. and Two players that that are unbelievable going forward. Um, Casado, I think they said that he might not play. Mm. Um, But of course, another very good player. Um, Defensively speaking, they're very resilient, but they're also capable capable footballers and that's what we've got to expect this season. We've got to expect physicality, we've got to expect technical ability and abundance and, and we've got to find a way around that. Um I'll come now for some score predictions to, to finish no I won't. I'll before that I'll come for a starting eleven prediction and then we'll finish up with a score prediction. So so Jamie, what's your starting eleven prediction?
4: Um I think it's the one that a lot of people are saying that I've seen on Twitter. Um, I think keeper picks itself. Kaminsky, new signing. I was so impressed with him on Saturday. Look very assured. Back three: Anderson, Lockyer, Bell. Don't think we've got anyone else that it could be apart from Potts, who's or Potts taken off actually, so it can't even be Potts. I'm not sure we've got another fit and a half outside of that. Because sorry, Pele, I love you, but you're not a set and a half. Um, wing backs: Issa Kabore and Ryan Giles. I think we'll start. Um, that, there's a reason why they were picked as the pair in at Bockham midfield three, and what a midfield three it is the marvelous man, the Camber, Tahith Chong and Peli Ruddock Who, as much as I think, or it's not been fully announced who captain is, but I assume it's Tom Lockyer. Please can Peli Ruddock and walk out with an armband on on, on Saturday, he, he deserves it. Um, and then the uh, Morris and Adebayo pairing is my start 11.
3: Kieran, is there anything you change there?
2: Absolutely zero. Um, nothing I would change. Jamie's answered all the relevant questions. Perfect pairing up top. I think in terms of the Pelier mission, it would be rude if Luke Berry didn't get any minutes on Saturday after his performance in the second game against Bochum, but I'm not usually big for sentimental value. I criticise it a fair bit. Um, I literally did it earlier in the podcast. However, I will make one exception for Quadruple P now because if he does not start that game, I don't know when he will. Um, So give him a start. Give him the armband. Give him that standing ovation he deserves to receive from us. And then after that, do what you like.
4: And put him on pens one, please as well. (laughs) Please, I want him to score. Put him on pens. Imagine it's just imagine good card.
3: Yeah, for me the only question mark, and I'll I'll, for the for the fact of being a little bit different, I'm gonna go for Doughty over Giles. Um, Doughty for me is. He's got the highest ceiling in our in our club. Um, that's even with the new additions. I think Alfie Dowerty is a fantastic footballer and and I do get your your point about Giles starting in Bockham and that 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 could be quite telling, but it could also be more of a reflection on ensuring that he is up to up to the sort of the standard because of course he had a pre-season with Wolves, didn't play too often during their, their pre-season games, didn't get enough minutes. And then obviously his first outing for us was, was against Wolves. Um, so he hasn't had much football um, as of yet. I'm right in saying that. I know that his first outing was against Wolves. Wolves or yeah. did he play? Oh, did Wednesday? Uh,
4: uh, yeah, I do he, Yeah, I think you played a little bit, I think.
3: He did, yeah. He yeah, did yeah, come yeah. up, yeah. Yeah, he came on. But yeah, still has not had too many minutes in the Luton shirt. Um, so... For me, Doughty just about pips it, but I would not be surprised if it is if It is Jarls. It is very fifty-one forty-nine. It's just about Doughty in my book, but what a battle that will be all season. We'll go on to the score predictions and Jamie has already alluded to the fact that he will be super optimistic. No change there. Jamie, what is your score prediction?
4: 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One
3: nil.
2: Love
4: it. No, nothing to add
3: kieran
2: right pessimistic but three one brighton and hove albion we will score the first goal of the game and then we will get picked apart after that
3: i'll go i'll go down the middle i'm gonna go for one all and it will be i think brighton will uh, i know we don't um we don't do this very often, but I think we've done it once in a pod where we, we had a possession prediction. And I think it's going to be, you know, close to 80%. I think they will dominate the ball. Um, we will work very hard in the attacking and transition and we'll work some good positions and, and we'll nick a point right at the end. But I don't care. I, I do care, but I don't care because Luton are playing in the Premier League for the first time in my life. And I cannot be any more excited. Well, thank you to the both of you for coming on today, giving us your predictions, giving us a little preview of Brighton away, as we've just mentioned, our first Premier League fixture of any of our lives and, well, first top flight division, top, top flight game as well, sorry, for, for our Luton supporting history. So it is going to be a monumental occasion for us boys and Luton fans up and down the country, that is for sure. will Whilst we are in the process of waiting for that game, please check us out on our socials. They are absolutely thriving at the moment and it's a big thank you to everybody that continues to watch, like, share and and whatever else you do with the videos. We are um, making really, really impressive growth and um, yeah, a big thank you to everybody that has played part. One quick plug to the YouTube. There's going to be a lot more content coming your way so, please subscribe to Road Hatter. That is it, and we will see you and speak to you after our first Premier League fixture. That is all. Goodbye.